the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, I don't think you can see body language through the radio, but I hope you can sense it. Uh, This happened Sunday on uh, CBS's Face the Nation. Margaret Brennan is the host, and she was talking to Bunny Sanders. Uh, Bernie Sanders, Mr. Bernie Sanders, he's a, Bernie Sanders is a big uh, socialist, big guy who believes in income equality and, uh, you know, universal basic health care. Bernie Sanders, he's not one of these greedy politicians. Margaret Brennan had a few questions for Bernie, though, and uh, well, I don't think you have to see it to realize how uncomfortable Bernie was with the topic. I have to ask you, you're going on tour to promote this book, It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism. And you're here talking about it. I understand we're not the bad guys you're, you're describing in the book when it comes to the media. But tickets for your tour apparently are selling for $95 no. on Ticketmaster, which is con- accused of anti-competitive behavior. You know that. Some of your Democrats are criticizing them. Aren't you benefiting yourself no, from the system I, that you're all, trying to dismantle? First of all, those decisions are made totally by the publisher and the bookseller. <laughs> I think there's one case where in one place here in Washington, po- uh, politics and pros and independent books are charging some tickets. Most of them, I think, are $40, $50, and you get a book as well. So if you want to come, you're going to have to pay 40 bucks. I'll throw in the book for free. And we're doing a number of free uh, events, but I don't make a nickel out of these things at all. But you're okay doing business with Ticketmaster? No, not particularly, but that's, again, I have nothing to do with that. That is, if you wrote a book, it would probably be the same process. Mm-hmm. So you have to operate within the system. I do. Is what you're... I write a book, a major publisher, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. No, that's just how it works. Hey, Bernie's a total Brush victim. Brush that away yeah, very Bernie's quickly. Bernie's a total victim. How many, how many million dollar homes does Bernie own? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Mm. I'd have James O'Keefe. I've sick James O'Keefe on him, but James O'Keefe's out of a job at Project Veritas. Uh, the January 6th kerfuffle at the Capitol, I called it out immediately. I said it was bad. And the reason I said it was bad was because it would give the left a narrative and enough bad video footage to hang every single person they disagreed with for the rest of time as a member of a lawless movement to overthrow the government. And that's exactly how it's played out, right? They had their made-for-TV dog-and-pony show. They controlled how much of the video came out. They exonerated the guy who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt. They juiced up the number of people who died. They tell you, what, five people, it was eight people, it was ten people. It was one person, and it was a protester who died, Ashley Babbitt. Well, now uh, we might get to, as Paul Harvey used to talk about, we might get to the rest of the story. Because Kevin McCarthy, the uh, Speaker of the House, has apparently given access to all of the previously unreleased January 6th footage. 
He's given it to Tucker Carlson. Now, I think Tucker Carlson will do a great job finding anything in this video that tells a different story than the narrative that we've been force-fed over the past few years. But, but, giving it to Tucker Carlson, this is how the, this is how the left works. Giving it to Tucker Carlson, even though it will be on video, will completely dismiss the importance of what is on the video because of where the video airs. You know this, right? You know that CNN, you know that MSNBC, you know that the networks will disparage whatever happens on your screen that Tucker Carlson shows you because it is Tucker Carlson showing it to you. Now, you of course know, and any person who's not utterly insane knows that what is on the video is just that what is on the video from January the 6th 2021 no it won't be portrayed that way if it's on Tucker Carlson it will be dismissed because it's on Tucker Carlson it's the opposite kind of effect of what Trump said about his supporters remember when he said I could shoot somebody on Times Square and people could see me do it and it wouldn't make any difference, something to that effect. The opposite of that is if Tucker Carlson shows it because Tucker's showing it, it will be dismissed. Here's Tucker Carlson on getting access to the video and what is coming up next week on his shows. So for really more than two years now, we've been complaining about, and we think it's justified, the fact that the U.S. Congress has held thousands, tens of thousands of hours of closed circuit camera footage from the public, they have not released any of it, um, from January 6th. And January 6th, of course, is a transformative event in this country. It's been used to change the country. So there are about 44,000 hours. Uh, and we have, you may have read this today, been granted access to that. And we believe that access is unfettered. We believe we have secured the right to see whatever we want to see. Um, so we've been there about a week. Our producers, some of our smartest producers, have been there uh, looking at this stuff and trying to figure out what it means and how it contradicts or not the story that we've been told for more than two years. We think already that in some ways it does contradict that story. And so we're going to spend the rest of this week taking a look at it, assessing it as honestly as we can, and we're going to bring you what we find next week. 44,000 hours, he said? Uh, by my calculations, that is about 187 days worth of watching video. So I don't know how they're going to turn that around quickly enough for us to make some sense of it. I suppose some angles you can look at it instantly and say, there's nothing to see here, there's nobody on the video, whatever. But it'll be interesting to see what they comb from that. Now, I thought you would enjoy, because I always enjoy, Louisiana Senator John Kennedy questioning two climate guys yesterday on Capitol Hill. I like John Kennedy because he's funny, but I also like John Kennedy because he's folksy. And I like John Kennedy because he thinks of things that I think of. I remember one of the first times I talked about climate change. It's been mm, 10 years ago. People kept fretting about climate change, climate change, climate change. Back then it was global warming. Then the whole warming thing didn't happen, so they had to like change it to something else. And I said at the time, well, I'll let Senator Kennedy 
make my point for me, and then I will affirm what he had to say. If we spend $50 trillion to make the United States of America carbon neutral by 2050, how much will that lower world temperatures? I can't ask that because we don't know what China and India and the rest of the globe has done. Okay. Have you had heard anybody from the Biden administration say how much it will lower world temperatures? No. Does anybody know how much it will lower world temperatures? No? No one can know for sure. Okay. Dr. Litterman. Yes. If we spend $50 trillion or however much it takes to make the United States carbon neutral by 2050, how much will it lower world temperatures? Senator, that depends on the rest of the world. We have to work with the rest of the world. We're in this together. Well, it's one if, world. If, we can't build a wall around the United what States if, and say. What if, what if we spend $50 trillion, Europe cooperates, most Western democracies cooperate, but India and China don't? How much will our $50 trillion lower world temperature? We're in this together, Senator. We how have to get will, the world to you, work together. How much? I, I get that. Okay. How much will lower world temperatures? If China and India do not help. Yes. I don't know. This is the point I made. Actually, I'm not agreeing with Senator Kennedy. I'm agreeing with the climate guy. This is the point I made years ago that I've never understood and that the climate people never address, is that if you don't get China and India, the two biggest polluters, along with Russia, to go along with this, air moves okay is this what we did not we not learn this latest example from the big train crash in east palestine where is the cloud now they're tracking the cloud where's the cloud it's moving what are we going to build like a plexiglass wall around the united states of america going up into the atmosphere how many feet why is it we at least sixty thousand feet so we could put a roof on it so no chinese balloon could get in to spy on our missile silos this is an utterly nonsensical argument. Spend money to fix an issue. How much will it fix it? Will it fix it? Well, we don't know. We just don't know. I have an idea. I think I might be able to help out the people of East Palestine. Uh, They want the president to show up. Uh, Maybe if they, I don't know, sent up a couple, maybe they get the bottle cap gang from uh, Illinois to send up a, a balloon and then blow an air raid siren, and then Joe would show up, maybe in an F-14 Tomcat with his aviator glasses. Uh, funny, he's not getting all the national headlines that he thought he would get out of his super-duper, ultra-uber courageous trip to uh, war-torn Ukraine. Uh, his cover was blown increasingly throughout the day yesterday by reporters in the actual war zone who have been there for a while, noting that, um, well, I'll just let this uh, gentleman from CNN report what life uh, has been like in Ukraine in the immediate uh, run-up to Joe Biden's showing up. Um, I've been here for the past five days. I have not heard any explosions. I have not heard any air sirens until about half an hour ago, right when uh, President Biden was in the center of Kiev, as as Clarissa was was just mentioning. Um, (laughs) Alex Marquardt of CNN. Your pay will be docked. Time out on the war. Yeah. Yeah. 
So there you go. Uh, I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. Uh, it was all political theater. Uh, yet, uh, the president's trip was um, embraced, lauded uh, this morning by none other than uh, our national host in the mornings, Hugh Hewitt. I think it's the best day of a beleaguered presidency by a lot, Brett. I think it's a significant historical moment, and uh, all praise to the president for doing it. I was telling my radio audience this morning, I am reminded of not President Bush going to uh, Iraq or President Obama making his trips or President Trump, but actually in 1940, FDR, who couldn't travel, sent Harry Hopkins in January of 41 to spend two weeks with Churchill in war-torn and bombed-out London. And at the end of it, Churchill told, or Hopkins told Churchill from the Book of Ruth, whither thou goest, I goest, and your people are my people. Churchill wept. So for the people of Ukraine, this could not have come at a better time, and it's got to be the greatest morale booster for them possible. So great thumbs up to the president for doing it today. Um, yeah, that's a take. How not one the, I agree with. How are the Ukrainian people going to know that Joe was there when they bombed all of the TV stations and <laughs> there's no place to watch TV, listen to radio? All the radio amateur channels are jammed by Russia, by the way. Pam, you're not allowed to ask those kinds of questions. I guess not. Now, it wasn't only on the Salem Radio Network that the president was being lauded. Here's a guest on MSNBC. Yeah, I think what Biden did today goes straight through two centuries of proud American history. LBJ and Nixon used to go to Vietnam, but they'd appear on an American air base that was pretty well controlled. Small potatoes. To find a, a day of this kind of presidential bravery in a war zone, Tell us. you've got to go all the way back to 1864 oh. when Abraham Lincoln, as president, went to see Confederate soldiers who were firing on Washington, D.C., uh, on the brink of taking it over. But Lincoln was there to show determination to see the Civil War through. Mm. 1814, James Madison as president. This is how rare this is. Oh, very rare. Went to Bladensburg, Maryland, uh, and there was a battle of Bladensburg. The Brits were just about to conquer Washington, D.C., just as they were <laughs> uh, as a, an enemy soldier, group of enemy soldiers was in 1864. So James Madison went on the battlefield and said, you know, I'm president. I'm showing how determined we are to resist the Brits. Goes back wow. to one other thing. George Washington in 1754, before he was president, <laughs> long before, was in the French and Indian War, of all things, and he was in danger of being killed himself. He wrote to his brother, the bullets whistled past me, and I found something charming in the sound. That's what presidential bravery in wartime is. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden goes all the way back to that. Oh, James Madison, Abe Lincoln, George Washington. Uh, if we let this go another week or two, Biden will be like more heroic than Rob O'Neill or Dakota Myers or any of our modern guys who actually face gunfire, not just air raid sirens. Uh, I mean, imagine if he makes another trip to Ukraine. I kind of hope he doesn't because... I'd hate to see the uh, guys who stormed Omaha Beach relegated to the back pages of history for the extreme, incalculable bravery and valor of Joe Biden going into 
Kiev after telling Russia, hey, Biden's going to come in. Don't lob any bombs over there. Don't even think about lobbing any bombs over there. Oh, my goodness. Um, look, there does, by definition, have to be a best day of the Biden presidency. But it does not have to be bathed in the extremely overstated tone which it was stated by the moron on MSNBC and, yes, by Hugh Hewitt. Uh, Hugh, of all people, coming from the Youngstown Warren area, which he has reminded us often, should know that the optics of Joe Biden showing up in Ukraine at the same time 5,000 people, hundreds of families, are wondering about their future in their hometown, which has been obliterated to what degree we don't know and may not know for another 20 to 40 years by a train derailment. The optics of Joe Biden going to Ukraine with a big fat check in his hand was horrendously timed horrendously timed. You want to stop by East Palestine first. That would have been what I would have suggested as one of his aides. Hey, look, Mr. President, we're going to go to Poland. We're going to do the secret trip to Ukraine. We got to stop by East Palestine first. We got to go in there. We got to let those people know. Now, again, when a president visits a disaster zone, it does complicate things for the people because you have to be worried about his security and all those kinds of things. But you push through whatever the challenges are and you get over there and show people you care about them. Because by going to Ukraine and by giving the money to Ukraine that he gave to Ukraine, what he showed is inevitably a comparison drawn by the mayor of East Palestine who said he showed he doesn't care about us by going over there on a day not meant, not originally meant to honor U.S. presidents, a day meant to honor the birthday of George Washington. That is why we had a national holiday yesterday. Somebody termed it President's Day at some point. It used to be celebrated as Washington's birthday, and it still should be celebrated as Washington's birthday because George Washington, as the leader of our country, could have been the king of our country and said, no, I don't want to be a king because a king is bad for the country. And he could have stayed the president of our country, or the, yes, he could have stayed the president of our country for as long as he wanted to stay president of our country. And he said, no, that's not good for our country either. George Washington is the father of our country. And I don't think he had to blow any phony air raid sirens to raise his profile, nor do I think his visit anywhere to any battlefront or anything he did had to be trumped up and repurposed as something that it decidedly was not. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.